Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. Uh, this is Rahul Desai, uh, I'm a film critic for Film Companion. Uh, I'm back today again <clears throat> with my friend and uh, Mint uh, Lounge film critic Uday Bhatia. We're here to discuss um, the Netflix film that dropped last week, um, Stars Alia But We said we would discuss it earlier. Directed by debutant Jasmeet Kareen. Um, and uh, it stars Alia Bhatt, Shefali Shah, Vijay Verma and Roshan Mathieu. Uh, it's a black comedy. Um, and interestingly, there have been very, there have been some very, very interesting reactions to the film, you know, across critics, audiences. Uh, one of the more fascinating films on streaming this year, at least as far as Hindi language uh, titles are concerned. And um, it's actually nice that we can actually uh, spend a podcast discussing one film because there is enough uh, about this film to talk about. And uh, it, it did bring out very, very, um, some very interesting parts of, I mean, my film viewing experience, which we'll get into uh, a little later. And it, it, it touched upon a bunch of things in a very, very uh, unconventional way. Uh, Uday, a few lines about uh, Darlings before we maybe proceed into, you know, discussing it. Right. So it's um, uh, it's it's uh, set in Mumbai, uh, near uh, near or in Baikala, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's uh, basically centers around this one family, uh, the Badru, uh, played by Alia Bhatt. Uh, is uh, married to Hamza, who's played by Vijay Verma. Uh, Hamza is an alcoholic. Uh, The film establishes this uh, almost immediately. And uh, he's uh, violent. He beats uh, Badru um, for a variety of reasons and often. And then uh, the next day he's sort of um, uh, repentant and he tries to make up, but then he starts drinking again, then he beats her again. And uh, uh, her mother, uh, Badru's mother, who lives uh, just like a couple of houses down from them, uh, Shamshu, uh, who's played by uh, Shefali Shah, she was also uh, in a, a relationship that was less than ideal as we find out a little later in the film the the circumstances of that are kind of kept a little vague until mm. a big reveal later on but we do know that her husband left her and um, and badru um, at an early age uh, and uh, we assume that uh, he divorced her and left um, uh, and later there's some revelations about that uh, and um, uh, so this is basically we just see this uh, cycle uh, repeat itself uh, of of abuse uh, a bit between Hamza and Badru and uh, and uh, Shamshu keeps pushing her daughter to uh, sort of take measures and as the as as the beatings continue uh, Shamshu's uh, efforts to get her daughter become more and more explicit in the sense that she goes from saying that you know think different to uh, you should just like uh, uh, like uh, take him out before he takes you out Mm. And um, yeah, and this builds the film sort of towards a midpoint at which uh, there is a big tragedy in in uh, Badru's life and which finally shifts her thinking because she 
up till then is very um, you know uh, she wants to reform her husband she thinks that uh, things will become okay if he quits drinking or if they have the baby that he wants or if they move out of the uh, the chawl that they're living in to uh, you know to a redeveloped uh, uh, building which uh, ironically hamza is standing in the way of Mm-hmm. uh so um and at at that point then something happens uh, which mm-hmm. is when the film kind of turns right so we are going to be discussing the film with spoilers so for those who are listening just make sure you watch the film if not do watch the film and then listen to this because i mean there are i mean there are a couple of spoilers sure the end and as well as the event that uh, uday mentions in the middle that changes badru from like this subservient wife to uh, to you know someone who snapped basically who who's out to sort of inner event story as such uh, we are going to be discussing all that because you know it's the kind of film where i don't know what you went through while writing the review but i was like really wanting to like talk in detail about like these little things uh especially the you know the miscarriage that happens uh in the middle of the film as well as the end uh, where which we'll come to later uh, because you know a lot of that ties into uh, it's like geraya also in a way right like that entire sort of parent child thing about not wanting to repeat your pa- uh, parents mistakes and and them and you basing your entire life on that only to realize that you know you can either improve yourself or maybe learn from them but uh, uh, so that's why we're going to be talking about it in detail because then you know we'll we'll do a good job of fleshing out the film uh udai your initial thoughts i i know i mean both of us quite liked the film very much uh, for me it was like a really um i i did not expect the film to be the way it is to be fair i i exposed myself to absolute very little about the film except the first teaser maybe the frog and the scorpion story which i was familiar with yeah uh, right. i i i think the same with me uh, yeah. i don't think i saw the trailer i saw the teaser because when i was writing the review i had to go back and see the trailer to figure out like for for me my my rule of thumb is whatever's in the trailer is fair game i'll talk about it in the review yeah. anything that's not in the trailer then i'll think about it or i'll i'll say that i'm whatever there are spoilers and stuff anything that's in the trailer i i treat as a non spoiler right yeah i mean i didn't even watch the trailer even then but like i was so it it was the sort of film i was hoping to maybe we'll get into later and i'm glad we're doing the podcast because of that because obviously i think i might end up also uh, the kind of film you might end up like recalling later as well uh, uh, the more it sort of reveals itself to you uh, yeah your initial thoughts so i found it a bit weird that um, i mean see the first talking point is that it's a black comedy right like that's what everyone been talking about and even like while watching it i was like okay this is strange and uh, you know hindi cinema isn't great at at uh, this genre at all and why uh, i found it like very interesting that they chose it's a risk you know because you're talking about like domestic violence and it goes without saying that you know there's there's this very thin line between uh, sort of sensitivity and uh, and sort of subverting the entire uh you know template so i i found it very interesting that they chose this genre i did not expect it even though i watched the teaser uh for whatever reason i thought it would be a dark drama and that voice over about the frog and the scorpion story i thought that would 
basically be something of a twist i mean i thought also it was worth mentioning that it was a very smart first teaser like we don't often see yeah. that in the films and it it uh, because you know the teaser you could sense the teaser was being made with uh, with a sort of understanding of how a viewer might uh, look at the film because your viewer might look at it as a suspense like a domestic noir sort of suspense thriller where where it seems like uh the husband uh, you know is the villain and then we find out that it is probably the other way around so they framed it like that like in the teaser to for us to expect something very twisted but you know what actually came out was uh, not as twisted you know and that can play into your perception as a viewer when you're watching the film when you expect it to be a certain way and it's actually uh surprisingly objective and rational uh in its own way even though it takes a lot of genre leaps and and you know i wasn't entirely on board with a lot of the second half but we'll we'll come to that uh but yeah your your uh, your thoughts yeah so uh, you should see the trailer by the way because uh, the uh, the teaser i agree is really good and they should have just left it at that because the trailer is like way too over explained basically gives away the whole film and uh, i think if the if they kept a lot of the revelations that would have been uh, that would have been great fun uh, uh, since we are i mean since rahul's warned you that this is going to be spoilery let's uh, kind of just let people know basically how the you know film mm. plays out a little bit after that incident which i mentioned the incident i uh, which i was referring to is that badru has a miscarriage again as a result of hamza's uh, uh, violence and that kind of that something snaps in her and um, uh, at that point then she uh, comes home she drugs hamza uh, this is all happening or uh, like we we don't see this happen we see the result which is hamza tied up in a chair and then basically she does to him uh, a some measure of what he's been doing to her which is that uh, she uh, uh, threatens him she beats him up uh, keeps him tied up uh, keeps him subservient humiliates him and uh, then the film kind of continues from there and we'll we'll get to where it kind of ends up later uh, but this is uh, mostly the second half of the film uh, and uh, a lot of this is in the trailer so i mean uh, not a not a surprise to most of the people who would have uh, seen the film uh any anyway, my uh i was also surprised because i was kind of uh, getting the impression that this would be like hasin dilruba yeah. a film that uh, both of us did not uh, like much uh and uh, i th- i think the the problem um, the with that film and where this where darlings um, kind of gets it right is that they they find the tone which is a kind of tricky uh, dark comic tone Uh, it kind of goes back and forth from screwball to noir to like domestic drama. They kind of get get that right. Whereas Hasin Dilruba was never sure of what tone it was really going for, and I think Darling's kind of gets that in the sense that the the scenes uh, about domestic abuse are scary. They are genuine. Uh, they are uh, they are full of uh, uh, what seem like. fairly accurate details of what abuse might look like uh, in that kind of household 
and uh, the but the uh, when it shifts then it is genuinely funny it it is uh, you know the sort of uh, black comedy and that works very well and it's uh, it it manages to do both convincingly uh, and i i think there's something in that uh, in in that conviction which it has to to get both of these uh, attitudes right uh, uh, that um, uh, makes it a success uh, uh, whereas a lot of other films they can't quite nail this sort of uh, uh, blackly comic tone i think even to some extent uh, i i would uh, thar uh, which is a much better film than haseen dilruban had quite a few things about it that uh, i think both of us liked i don't think it quite still managed the shifts from comedy uh back to uh, noir back to comedy uh whereas i think darlings does that very effectively yeah so that right that's the thing it's it's the tone it, it's the genre first of all that they choose and the tone that bal the balance that so many hindi films really don't get right i mean i have to mention that haseen dilruba you know in like for my, for me in my second viewing it sort of worked in a very weird twisted sense because it was more of a campy thing than a black comedy for me after a while so and they didn't get the balance right which you're right about because uh, i think uh, i think you're right about thar as well which is another interesting example in terms of what we are talking about you mentioned i feel like where darlings did uh, manage to get that uh, strike that very tricky balance is obviously in <clears throat> in the difference in sort of agency and initiative and gaze because i guess the the parts where hamza subjects padru to all that violence are you know they are as chilling as any sort of uh, scenes can get on screen and uh, you know we uh, i thought it was uh, i thought that was proper it was as dark as it gets and it was a proper drama then there was no sugar coating anything there was no acting funny with the tone when hamza was in one of his moods and those were some of the more effective moments of the film as well uh, and you know even performances wise so in the second half that shift in tone that uh, you know that um, uh, that sort of it it moves into this sort of darkly comic uh, thing when badru takes over uh, the narrative and decides to do to him what uh, he's been doing to her to for so long i thought that was very interesting because um, i thought there was reason for it to be funny even though a lot of the comic uh, not all the comic moments land or uh, it gets a bit uh, stretched at some points when they are just holding him hostage at some points you are wondering where the screenplay wants to head or whether it doesn't know what to do exactly when it gets the cops involved and all but i thought there was in, there was good reason for the uh, for the comic parts because uh, badru isn't someone who is naturally aggressive and badru isn't someone who is naturally vengeful so i i thought it was a very smart little ode to how the revenge drama normally plays out in hindi cinema or in cinema in general and how in real life it might play out if uh, it actually comes to a wife wanting to take revenge uh, uh, of the from the husband like on the husband she loves uh, and that love is very much clear even in the second half which is you know great um props to the performances for that because it never feels like she's entirely gone numb or switched entirely it always feels like she is almost reluctant and that messiness is the root of the comedy or the root of the slightly humorous moments 
or the slapstick moments we get in the second half where the mother and daughter are struggling to contain this man or to even keep him hostage in in that house which is a difficult thing which is in a, a place like bombay where there's a lack of space and you're living in a chawl it's almost impossible to do so i like that the film was was not afraid to get messy and it derived its comedy from that uh, in the second half and it made sense because badru is the kind of character that did not ever look entirely in control even though she may have wanted to even though her mother may have wanted her to uh, be more um, be sharper about this whole thing or be cleaner about this whole thing i don't think both the women were equipped to do it and i, I think that's a smart thing to do and that's why i didn't mind the tone uh, the tonal jumps and the shift and the genre itself because on paper this genre the black comedy for domestic abuse sounds weird but uh, but i you know props to the filmmakers and to the writing especially to to pull it off in 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 that sense it's also interesting about control like just the way that she keeps trying to find how she can control a situation which she is obviously not in control of badru and like with the with the making of breakfast every morning and what is quite amazing is her uh, her calm uh, in in the scenes after like the morning after the uh, abuse when we see her she's absolutely like it's it's almost like you know hamza is the one who's kind of bringing it up and she's uh, seems to have almost moved past it at the most she sort of shrug him off if he's trying to get close but that's about it like she's already moved on it's kind of like it's almost like if she pretends that you know it it's not happening mm-hmm. uh, and uh, tries to assert control in ways like you know uh, uh, the cooking for her husband or uh, having a baby uh, that uh, it will somehow just dissolve away yeah that's and i don't know if you notice because there are a couple of very fleeting shots of her uh awake at night and looking at the ceiling and thinking right uh, in between in these small transitions you know blinkom is things when he is sleeping and this is after every night he beats her up and and we only see her like looking at the, and these are familiar shots we've seen them in most films especially in you know the the revenge template that we see where women are uh, where where you know writers sort of write women as these uh, uh, they, they magically transform and become uh, <clears throat> and entirely acquire the agency to take revenge very smoothly on the men that have either duped them or abused them or exploited them and we've seen that it's a very popular genre in mainstream in this cinema over the years so I, i thought it was interesting that they put those shots there because next morning as you said uh, she was the calmer out of the two and he was obviously he was hoping it was almost like he was hoping she would react but she wasn't reacting the way he wanted to so he his guilt was sort of uh, showing he thought he was getting away with it and and she just wanted to shrug it off so i mean those moments really tie into uh, you know later how when she does take him hostage when she does tie him up in the house later um, if you notice there's that same calm on her face that she that they used to be the next morning uh whenever she is trying to assert control over him and even though things don't go her way at all they mess up a bunch of times uh um and you know but there are times when she wants to be 
she's using that same language of calm of denial uh, that we thought was denial earlier which is using that same language to sort of almost intimidate him and it doesn't work obviously but mm. you can see that come through uh, from the way she looks at him and interacts with him in the second half where she's almost taunting him but she's not entirely committed to that part she's playing like she's putting on a performance and you can sense it because she is like you know tit for tat if he can do it so can i and he has made me go through hell and he is the reason i've lost uh, a baby i was going to have so um, so I, so these little nuances i felt were very it was a nice little marriage of sort of performance writing and filmmaking where uh, it almost sort of occurs to you in hindsight when you're thinking about the film because while the film is happening there's so much going on and there's so much uh, there, there's a the entertainment factor is playing on your head because there's never really a dull moment here uh, it doesn't get too dark and it doesn't get too funny at the same time uh, which i thought was you know very interesting i did have a question about the transformation which for me is the key of any <laughs> film like this because you know the rape and revenge template that we've seen over the years uh, it's normally either parent or a grandparent or a family member or a father uh, you know setting out to take revenge for something that's happened to the daughter um, right. and and here it's the person herself it's the survivor herself and um, what did you think about the fact that about the pregnancy and the miscarriage because to me those theories sort of i had a bunch of theories which came later on but you can go ahead first I, uh, I I think it's fairly convincing as a breaking point mm. uh, for uh, for Badru. Uh, I um, uh, I mean uh, I I don't I I don't know if uh, I would quite buy the ease with which she manages to kind of uh, turn the tables on him. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, uh, you know, uh, she is shown later as having a lot of second thoughts about, you mm. know, tying her husband up and torturing him and all, even as she's doing it. It's uh, Shamshu is the one who is like, okay, you've brought it this far now, take it to its conclusion, which is basically killing him off. Uh, whereas uh, Badru is very opposed to that. And so I, I do like that they've kind of, even after she's sort of uh, made up her mind to go a certain way, they show the doubt in her uh, mm. and uh, they kind of keep emphasizing that at every uh, level. And and it kind of also, then they do ask a moral question at, at one point that, you know, like, do you want to become uh, the, the scorpion? If yeah. you are the frog, then, you know, ca- can you remain you know a, a a good human being in your eyes and still do what is necessary uh, you know to to get rid of an abuser and to become a scorpion and uh, alia but kind of chooses uh, not to in a way at least yeah that's what so like the the fact that she always has doubts about the person she wants to be or she's become uh, when she is sort of inflicting that on the husband with the mother um i i mean th- that the pregnancy and the miscarriage um i found it interesting because especially sure it's a very good breaking point on paper and it is entirely plausible that it, it would happen uh, and even when it happens it's not like full uh, it's not like a full blown transformation it's like uh, she is bitter now and she is resentful 
but she is not murderous and vengeful so uh, so it's it's that very sort of thin line between those those personalities that sort of alia but really manages to pull off and and the the pregnancy and the miscarriage i thought was interesting because i didn't think that she was grieving losing a child so much as the fact that she was grieving the fact that um here i am i decided to have a child to cure this man uh, of you know his violence his alcoholism of, of 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 whatever evils that have possessed him because that's what she thinks it is that it's his alcoholism uh, that i have decided to change my like i've decided to put another human being into my body uh, for that and and go through so much for him and he's destroyed that um so i don't think it was so much that impending sort of hurt of losing her sense of motherhood which she was going to become a mother very soon and that goes away i thought it was more betrayal and right. bitterness that he sees him for what he is like yeah like, she sees him for what he is saying you know this is how far i can go for him and he still and he himself destroyed it uh, and the baby is almost incidental here like the pregnancy is almost incidental it could have uh it, it, i mean this is probably the most uh it's the max like she thought the baby would cure him and like most marriages like more like a lot of indian marriages where couples do have babies to sort of cure their marriage or to sort of stabilize their relationship uh she was thinking the same and uh, the fact that she got so far and then he uh he sort of uh, you know hurt her and made her lose the baby uh was basically betrayal it was almost like cheating for her and which which i thought was uh, which i thought you know the fact that we are allowed to read into the subtext is is a testament to the fact that it's it, it's good writing and it's good it's good performances because they let us read between the lines it's also interesting that early on in the film uh, hamza seems to know that it's like that this is not the uh, household to bring a child into and he's kind of trying to he's been trying to put off uh, badru's uh, desire for a child mm-hmm. and uh, we see him do that also because uh, i mean though he keeps blaming the alcoholism i think at some level he knows that he is a violent person and that it's not quite the alcohol but it's just him and he is an abuser and that would be there with a with or without alcohol as we see in the film when he kind of goes uh, tries to quit once uh, badru gets pregnant and but he he is still violent and i think vijay verma's performance is so good at that in the sense that you keep even in the scenes where he's being nice and normal and to i mean to someone else uh, he would look completely normal uh uh he has that edge that uh, kind of uh, reminds you that this is at heart a violent person he is also a coward but also a violent person and uh, i i like this uh, the uh, this thing that you written in the review that uh, he's that he's like the kind of man who has probably learnt from uh, uh, films like kabir singh uh, you know uh, how to act kind of self pitying and tortured Uh, to get the sympathy of of uh, his partner and uh, this of course this sort of self pitying man is there at all levels uh, in in especially in the last maybe 10 years of of hindi cinema like any anywhere from 
Ranbir's uh, uh, many performances, all, all the way up to uh, uh, Kabir Singh and uh, you know the more violent ones, and uh, this sort of language of like uh, I'm going to be this asshole, but then I'm also going to uh, pretend to be really tortured and uh, have have this sort of um, or not even pretend, but whatever, try and uh, make it seem uh, acceptable by uh, by sort of showing my uh, vulnerabilities uh, and hoping that that makes it all all right. Uh, this has become very much part of the grammar of modern Hindi cinema and this film. Uh, I I think you're very right in in uh, in in saying that this is a character who's probably kind of internalized that and mm-hmm. is using it to his advantage. Yeah, that's what I liked about Darling so much. Eventually, because um, you know it's a film and it's a story on its own accord, but it's also um, there are no like <clears throat> it's a very sort of uh, self-aware take on without really appearingly. Uh, without really appearing very gratingly self-aware, it's it's a very aware take of like um, what has come before it in terms of stories of this sort of uh, in sort of in in context of the sort of love that has been portrayed on screen in the last ten or fifteen years. Uh, how toxic love is often sort of looked at as the pinnacle of passion and heartbreak and aspirational almost. So there are there are nods to every sort of um, genre in that sense uh, that we've been seeing in modern Hindi cinema and I love that the characters seem to be aware like his performance was the reason it was so good as you mentioned is because uh, there is nothing as sinister as someone who is deceitful and self-aware at the same time and the guy knows what he's doing the guy knows uh, exactly what kind of um, say w- exactly what kind of films Al- uh, Alia's character watches or a- exactly the kind of things that can soften her uh, uh, and he-, he probably knows how uh, the audience or people in his chawl might react to films like Kabir Singh or, films or any Ranbir Kapoor Singh for that matter. So he's, you know, even though none of it is shown, he does look like the sort of character who is fully realized enough and fully, uh, uh, you know, fully very uh, sort of misleading enough to to really know everything and then put it into work into the way he behaves with people around him. Even the way he sort of circles around, uh, you know, even the Roshan Matthew character at one point was really sinister, right? And I think I came across Vijay Verma saying that one of his references for this role was... Uh, um, uh, Colonel Hans Landa in uh, in Glorious Bastards, which was very interesting because you know it, it's the sort of uh, it, it is the sort of thing where the threat of doing something is uh, more potent than the threat of actually having right. done something, right? And and Vijay Verma does that so well in this role, and he does it mostly well in a lot of roles. I got a very edgy vibe even in Gully Boys. You know, he was always Absolutely. on the verge of that. He was yeah. almost on the verge. It was just that he was given a redemption moment there and a redemption arc there. But he was exactly this character even there. He was very toxic. Um, and he he was the kind of character who could have consumed the Ranveer Singh character in that film if he wanted. But the film wasn't about him. Uh, it was about, you know, Murad. And if it was about him, I suspect we would have seen a film closer to the sensibilities of, of this film. 
I, I think it's also to the credit of Vijay Verma and uh, the filmmaker and the writers that they kind of they uh, Badru is fooled by Hamza, mm. but we are never fooled by Hamza. Yeah, and the film is never fooled by Hamza. Uh, we see him very clearly for what he is, and I don't think there is any doubt as to what a what. Uh, Hamza is through the whole film, and I at the end, it very clearly sort of uh, makes clear that it's it's not his alcoholism, but just the kind of person that he is that makes him who he is, and uh, it's sort of um, I, I thought that was quite good because uh, the temptation in uh, in a film that just has a couple of characters is to kind of make them all. Uh, appeal in a certain way, especially if you're going to have someone around for the whole film, and your one of your lead characters is kind of feeling like they can be reformed. I thought the film would hint that you know uh, mm. maybe you know if if Hamza wasn't drinking, mm. then he would be a better person. But the film never really goes down that uh, that that route, which I thought was great. Um, uh we we you were mentioning vijay verma's performance i think it's interesting how i think the reviews are divided uh down the middle by uh by mentioning like straight up either uh, uh while praising all the performances uh, uh, either alia's uh, and chef alisha's performance or uh, or vijay verma i think you led with uh, yeah. vijay verma's performance uh, and uh, i i had led with uh, alia and chef alisha and i think it's it's great that uh, it's just such strong performances across the board uh, that you know uh, some of them are appealing to some people and uh, some are appealing to others i think we'll get into the main ones uh, a little later but i just wanted to give a shout out uh, to vijay morya as the cop who is absolutely hilarious in the uh, two or three scenes that he has out there and he's also uh, written uh, uh the dialogue uh, for the film along with uh, parvez sheikh and uh, and uh, jasmeet uh parvez sheikh has also written the screenplay along with jasmeet yeah i mean vijay vijay morya extension of the you know sort of gully boy ecosystem because he wrote the dialogue there which became also a sort of thing and i really like the fact that the performances that you mentioned very interesting that you know sure they're great performances across the board and there's no denying that it's just that in someone's eyes one performance is more effective than the other depending on how one chooses to probably look at the film as well and uh, i guess that it's because alia is so consistently good in most of the roles she does and shefali same for shefali shah as well uh, two of the better actresses in in the hindi film industry um and it's just that uh, because the film is designed in a way um, where it's two women against a man i think even we are subconsciously sort of uh, uh, even measuring the performances like that um, and because if if someone mentions alia it's also shefali with her it's not only alia so it's right. it's because it's a team sort of thing in the film as well which is you know which is owed to the film itself it means it did a good job i found it very also a, a breath of fresh air that um, that um, uh, you know vijay verma did not play a drunk in the very conventional sense of a bollywood drunk no oh, absolutely he's one of the better bollywood drunks that i've ever seen like uh, <laughs> I, this level of uh, subtlety for a, a, a hindi film drunk is uh, completely unprecedented 
Yeah. And he doesn't slur. He just has a swig or two at work on his way to work. Uh, it's the transformation is not. He doesn't. He doesn't drink from a bottle. From yeah. what I uh, remember, I don't think I remember him drinking from the. Maybe he does it once or something, but mostly he's pouring himself drinks. Mm. Yeah, uh, and, and that's that's actually a fairly authentic in a way, you know, because I mean, sure, um, we can talk about how he portrays the person, and most alcoholics are not visibly alcoholics when they're drinking because they're so used to it. After a while, that their personality does not go some. undergo some magical transformation they don't start slurring and beating up their wives immediately uh, it's just a slight shift in uh, in the way they view the world rather than the way they speak or rather than the way they behave um, right. and and that's what i think vijay verma does so uh, well and this is in an era where a lot of actors don't get uh, the drunks uh, too well like they don't do alcoholism too well or they don't even do sing isolated drunken scenes very well you know everyone tends to go over the top because everyone's grown up watching you know amitabh in the 70s and uh, a bunch of like sort of very uh, over the top sort of ways of uh, portraying a certain uh, condition and uh, i found that vijay verma obviously did his homework and you know for whatever reason i like the fact that the alcoholism does not define his character to an extent why he, he even quits it and he still manages to be the same violent person uh, so yeah i mean all very well written and very well designed and um, should uh, what did you think of shefali shah's character because she obviously we realize i mean her character is realized towards the end of the film and it'll be a good time to even you know get into that end of the film now right so uh, basically uh, shefali shah's character shamshu did to her husband who was also an abusive husband what uh, uh, what she was telling alia to do along she actually does something about him she kind of gets rid of him uh, and uh, she uh, and then that secret is obviously stays with her and we get to know that right in the end and uh, i think that's I think it's nice that it comes right at the end because it would have kind of colored our impression of of uh, you know whatever she's been telling um, Badru up till that point, and it kind of it sort of comes quite poignantly almost uh, towards the end. Mm-hmm. I, I thought she was quite a uh, I, I thought the, the she was quite a fascinating character, uh, but the the what you had mentioned earlier that she and Badru are a team. I think that. that is what really works out here because getting these two actors together in scenes and getting them to play off each other i think that's where the film is like really good and i think that's where the uh, like the the they're, they're so funny together like those two scenes at the police station are amazing because yeah. they're so quick both of them and and alia is a quick actor like she's mm. she has these like these little gestures that she'll do and uh, when she's paired you know with uh, siddharth malhotra types they just can't keep up like they're not at that level of of uh, subtlety or quickness but shefali shah definitely is and i i think you can see that in those two police station scenes which you know to some extent i'm i'm sure there was some improvisation also on their part and it's great because they just do all these sort of uh little glances and they talk over each other and they finish each other sentence and they're just such a good tag team uh, that 
I I think it kind of both of them really just it just works so well together. Like even on paper, it was a good idea to pair both of these actors together. But once they actually do it, like uh, you know, once you see them in action, it's mm. great. Like they they sell the the comedy after the you know after the the grisly parts uh, exceedingly well. I thought. Yeah, I mean. It- <clears throat> they do like those are comic tropes right like speaking together completing each other sentences at the police station panicking and you know like lying but then trying to cover up their lie we've seen those exact scenes play in so many other films with sound cues right, right. with yeah, those yeah. annoying terrible sound cues to tell the audience that something funny is going on and these two women are totally uh, out of depth and uh, and i'm so glad that the performances itself made the made known you know there was no need for any kind of sort of external craft for it uh, because of the way they were playing off each other as you mentioned and You've never it, seen it done at the at this pace yeah. you know the it's it's usually like done a lot slower so that you you know the audience can you know react supposedly to those moments where they're being funny or whatever this is there's no pause it's just like you know one after the other it just barrels forward which is like you know and and the audience is like vijay morya then out yeah. there is looking like from one to the other trying to get a hold of things yeah. Yeah, I, i loved those scenes those were fantastic yeah and they could have gone uh, wrong so easily right like those were the scenes that more or less could have defined our um, sort of reading of the film of how much we liked it or disliked it or could have uh, come across as insensitive in 2 seconds Uh, right, got it wrong, and you know, even props to Vijay Morya for the dialogue writing there, and for whatever improvisation that happened at the police. I'm sure, like they all played off each other in a in the best way possible. Like uh, even in those slightly draggy scenes where I found where they were just holding Vijay Verma hostage, uh, in the in in the flat, and and they were just sort of stretching it forward, wondering what to do, or uh, speaking in front of him to intimidate him, but it wasn't working. uh then him sort of just uh, peeling vegetables with them out of nowhere yeah. when when they, when uh, you know when they are cooking so them basically leading their life but him sort of being as a hostage there very difficult to sell right like on paper as well as performances wise and uh, you know I, i didn't think it was entirely convincing but i think for whatever reason i am even able to look past those uh moments is because of the way they performed them and because of the way they sort of committed to uh to scenes that um do not like fit together like it's it's how it's that like nice little uh, dialogue in the middle of the film where uh, where the roshan mathew character is basically a struggling writer right um, and yeah. and vijay verma asks him what is writing and he's like a horror comedy and he tells him i don't think those two genres go together uh which which is a nice little sort of i mean i tend to get annoyed with films that are self referential but uh, i thought that was a nice little touch and reminder of uh, what this film is trying to accomplish and for us to look at it through through the that possible lens because as i said there was entirely uh, a reason for the film to be uh, unintentionally funny in the second half and it was unintentionally funny when i say unintentionally funny it's not that the film failed to be funny it's that the characters were trying to do something and they couldn't do something properly which is why it's funny uh, so it was very internal in that sense and i i really like that and i loved that shefali shah's character 
Shamshu's truth is revealed towards the end. There's a lovely moment where both of the women look at each other when they after after uh, the Vijay Verma character is killed uh, in the right. end, and they are all a little shaken up, and they are all driving back um, in a car, and all all. Uh, all Badru does is look at her mother and um, Shefali Shah with those very trademark eyes of hers uh, conveys so much uh, with those wide eyes and it it is apparent in that moment even to a viewer is, who's not conditioned to reading between the lines that that the mother killed her husband uh, and that's why she was encouraging her daughter to do the same and at the same time that the mother is fairly proud of her daughter for not taking that path and once in a while that the fact that she broke that cycle and she managed to redeem herself in her own way and managed to be the frog in a very weird way um, I, I thought so much was conveyed in that moment of course there were flashbacks and of course you have to spoon feed the audience otherwise you know it would be lost in translation but I love the fact that there was that moment when they looked at each other and that's when so much of it makes sense and that's when so much of the mother-daughter Jugalbandi makes sense uh, uh, as well because uh, because you keep uh, feeling Shefali Shah's disappointment in her daughter um, till the end of the film saying why aren't you strong enough to do something about this monster and you keep feel you keep feeling like you're on her side, and then towards the end you realize why the Alia Bhatt character uh, was trying not to be like her mother because she was convinced that hers was a love marriage as opposed to Shefali's uh, arranged marriage, and right. she wanted to be different. And as as any child would, they didn't want to see their parents in them, and the fact that she was aspiring to be. Uh, um, different and as a result in denial because of that and still she chose her own path. Uh, the fact that she did not choose to kill the Vijay Verma character and it happened on its own, which is a, I mean, it wasn't executed great, but it was a great idea on paper. Uh, I thought that was the core of the film for me and that's why I keep coming back to the that entire breaking that cycle which which I found very compelling about Geraya as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it is a maybe a better idea on paper because the, the way that it ends, like the way Vijay Verma dies. Uh, but uh, I, I, I do think that it kind of, I mean, it makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to figure how else it could have ended, really. Um, yeah. Which, uh, uh, because uh, again, the film is very determined to show us that Hamza is unrepentant and pretty much the same guy from start to end. So, I mean, things were not going to change and he's absolutely the kind of person who would stalk her and, um, you know, uh, who knows what he might do uh, even after, uh, you know, even after she divorced him, if she would divorce him. So, um, it, yeah, and, uh, and even, you know, uh, Badru's character, who knows, you know, a month down the line or a year down the line, she might think about forgiving Hamza again and then the cycle would just repeat. So in a sense, Hamza had to go. Uh, whether there was another way, I'm not really sure. Uh, it's not uh, it's it's not a terrible uh, way to end, but I just thought it was a bit unconvincing with the, you know, mm. uh, having uh, whatever, having the train just sort of hit him. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, maybe because he was drugged up earlier, uh, he he wasn't quite uh, in his uh, uh, you know in command of his body and you know so he didn't quite hear the train coming and stuff. Uh, 
uh, uh, I should we talk a bit about the reactions to the film because there have been some um, mm. there have been interesting ones recently and um, uh, the the stupid ones that started from the trailer itself are the MRAs who yeah. are like you know uh, she's torturing him. And um, I mean, MRAs are morons, and uh, it's not really worth even going into those. So we'll just sort of uh, leave those um, uh, aside, unless you have any uh, any things that you want to add to that. Uh, but uh, I was more interested in the uh, uh, the uh, few reactions that I'm seeing growing over the last one or two days. That why is it set in a in a, a Muslim milieu, and uh, why should you show Muslim characters as abusers? Mm. And uh, does this not fuel hatred? Uh, and um, I have, uh, I do not agree with these. But uh, do you have any thoughts? Have you have you noticed these mm. sort of complaints coming up in the last few days? Yeah, so I haven't been following the discourse on Darling so much. I was traveling, so I i mean, the first mention of it came from you uh, when you were telling us on the WhatsApp group and uh, found it, I didn't find it uh, implausible that something like this would happen in, in, in sort of an after effect of a film like this. Uh, I found it fairly predictable that, uh, you know, I'm guessing it's the woke uh, Twitter uh, film discourse um, um that we have gotten conditioned to over the last decade or so over the last five years or so um i i don't agree with it at all like in fact i found it very very interesting on the contrary i found it very um very meaningful that they did base it in a lower middle class muslim locality in bombay uh of which there are many uh and and the fact that they chose to you know make it entirely uh, i mean it was there was only the cop I, I think only the cop was a hindu character in the whole film and i found it very interesting like i thought it was actually a good statement to make about oppression and about uh, about how there are levels of oppression and about how abuse against women are probably at the uh, lowest rung of the ladder irrespective of religion um, so I, I don't see what people are going on about uh, you know i haven't really followed the discourse but again i'm not surprised to see that people would, um, certain people would sort of interpret this as an attack on on Muslims or an attack on a particular religion because uh, they just chose to base it. And th- this is entirely overlooking the fact that you have two women here who are probably two of the strongest or the most in uh, or the most complex women we've seen on screen in recent memory in Hindi cinema. Um, sort of battling the internal demons and coming out on top in their own ways, getting catharsis in their own ways, um, you know, not depend. I mean, uh, it's it's the man that's at the background of the film for most part. And uh, the fact that you're showing two Muslim women capable of so much catharsis and being so powerful in even in the fact that they are flawed and owning those flaws, I think that is more powerful than anything we've seen either side. Uh, um, you know, uh, by any sort of interesting sort of Hindi film we've seen in recent memory. And I I thought uh, it was a very good choice to base it where they did in the sort of universe that they did. Um, I I don't see what the fuss is about. Yeah, I mean, 
I I wouldn't you rather have like fully realized characters whether positive or negative in a film that's just a good thing I mean I I I I cannot I cannot get behind people wanting to see idealized characters that suit the perfect politics of mm. that is in their head that obviously does not exist in life uh, and they would rather see that uh, than uh, something that is you know obviously thought through fully realized uh, not uh, not just like you know not, not pandering to a certain audience but people nowadays want to be pandered to that is the problem it's like from everyone from marvel uh down to you know uh, you know a lot of indian cinema they they want that kind of pandering they want those perfect perfect aggressors perfect victims they mm. want everything to be so uh you know they want everything to be so perfectly uh you know oped like that uh, they can uh, and and that just leads to bland cinema that leads to terrible cinema i remember when uh, mulk had come out obviously mm. there was a lot of praise for the film also but people were like oh you know but uh, these are uh, sort of stereotype muslim characters as in they're all you know they're so good and they're uh, so virtuous and i wish that people wrote more nuanced stuff and all that well here is your nuanced stuff man mm. uh, I, I and uh, i i don't see how things are better if you're writing basically condescending to your characters and writing them as like perfect victims or perfect aggressors or you know uh, trying to avoid uh, uh, painting a community with all the different shades of life uh, it it just does not make any sense to me so i uh, i do not obviously agree with those opinions but uh, it is interesting that it's kind of coming up and uh, obviously all you know seeing uh, a lot of different representation in hindi cinema is good and stuff and uh, but uh, i i think people should just realize that you know i i think what you need to look at is uh, the quality of the you know representation and not Uh, uh you know whether it's suiting a very idealized expression of it in your mind yeah as you said you know fully realized characters no matter what caste religion class i mean that is filmmaking that is storytelling it doesn't matter then uh, as long as you commit to the characters to the environment to the universe uh, to the nuances to their flaws um you know i mean the, I, i'm yet to come across uh, more complex people on screen for a long time and it's it's been a while and even though you know comedy is used as a garb um, it never once uh, hides the fact that uh, the um, the mother daughter characters are in fact uh, you know they have uh, their fair share of trauma and their fair share of experiences that they've dealt with all their lives and they're real human beings who are trying to overcome the setting that they are in where it's normalized where all the abuse is normalized like the reactions in the chawl every time he beats her up uh, you know that tells the story and um, um, and and that's a fact like the uh, that is how it is everywhere like it's not just in particular milieus it is uh, it is most places and the takes that are coming about like you know why are they muslims and why stereotypes is, uh, it's just it's as idiotic as that 
take i think i read on first post i'm not sure but it came after the trailer where on basis of the trailer there was i think a thousand word article about how um, how you're trivializing domestic abuse by making it a comedy i mean how can like so basically you are i mean these are writers and journalists or whatever it is that have already decided how they want to look at a film based on their world view and even if the film will speak in a different language or will be nuanced they will then work backward to prove themselves right when the film actually releases i am pretty sure that same writer who wrote a piece on based on the trailer about how it's trivializing domestic abuse is still standing by that theory even though the film is anything but that it is doing the opposite it is actually the opposite and i uh, there have been some very um, uh, i thought some very interesting uh, takes um, uh, in the last few days where people who you know who who have seen domestic violence or who have seen uh, abuse from partners or who have some experience of it in in some way or the other are confirming that the film got a lot of the details right and that it's you know it's very accurate and that's one of the good things about the film that it kind of it get, it is serious in getting those details right it is a black comedy but it's not trivial if it doesn't even come close to trivializing it it is very serious about getting the uh, details of abuse uh, correct hmm. yeah absolutely i mean there's uh, it's interesting though whenever films like this come along the discourse that follows it, it all adds to the legacy of the film and it all adds to our perception our reading our experience of the film because i'm sure when we maybe discuss this at the end of the year when we are making a list or even if we talk about this film casually down the line it will not be divorced from the discourse it triggers and uh, and that's a good and bad thing about the social media era about the about this particular generation and the way films play out sure we could not do with a lot of nonsensical discourse but uh, for a film like this which sort of swings for the fences and sort of connects most of the time i feel like any kind of discussion is a good thing and uh, even though it may involve a lot of uh, sort of lot of bias lot of blindsiding lot of uh, lot of silliness uh, i think uh, it's it's sort of a good thing that a film like this will give rise to it and say not a, not another lesser film and uh, I, and you know we as as i said and social message dramas tend to be very preachy and very righteous and very condescending and you could almost put this in the category of a social message drama because even social message dramas use comedy as genres use drama as genres use family as genres to pivot on and make their statements and give their solutions and and give their medicines about society but uh, uh, but this film can be put in that category without falling prey to any of those uh, any of those tropes any of those uh, uh, those absolute sort of the way hindi cinema has been doing it for so long i i feel like it circumvents a lot of that uh, w- uh, with a fair degree of success yeah i know i i absolutely agree and of course like i mean discussions are good uh, it's nice uh, but uh, i um, i kind of uh, disagree with the overwhelming discourse which seems to be coming out the last few days yeah. but uh, it is nice to see it happen with a decent film instead of like say something like uh, i don't know kashmir files or prithviraj or something which can also get discussed at a sort of uh, theoretical or political level but for you know are just terrible films yeah 
I mean, those films depend on controversy. Uh, that's part of their publicity machines. Uh, but when it com- when it becomes incidental, like in the case of this film, which gives which offers a lot of food for thought uh, for people on all sides of the fence, uh, I feel like it's it's a victory for the film, and I feel like uh, uh, history will be kind uh, to to the way this film has been received and to to our reactions to the film to the film itself because uh, it's as we mentioned you know time and again during the podcast as well it's a tightrope balance and it's not a thing that we are known for getting right and even though this film is not perfect uh, i feel like it's easily the more interesting or probably arguably the most interesting hindi film of the year and uh, we don't often get a chance to discuss those films so i'm glad we sort of dedicated uh, you know an hour just talking about the film because reviewing can be a very isolated activity you can't give away spoilers you can't you have certain limits you have to meet deadlines and uh, there are things where you have sort of internal conversations with yourself about how you will um, how you will maybe like or dislike the film based on how you can how much you can express yourself about the film and that tends to happen a lot with critics and uh, the fact that you know we can discuss this film in great detail a couple of days later when it's still very much in conversation at least till you know till this thursday when the amir khan and akshay kumar film drops uh, i feel like that's a good thing and i feel like ott is a great space for it to be there because that's where the shelf life is going to be permanent and it's not like it's going out of theaters and then we have to wait for a ott release people will keep talking about the film uh just like people kept talking about a lot of other few films that released on ott and managed to sort of trigger a nationwide discussion at least this is on our gauge this is entirely our uh, sort of reading we uh, from social media and twitter and which comes back to that dialogue in the film that shefali shah for some reason uh sort of has <laughs> sort of very sly dialogue about the world has changed only for people on twitter not for people like us which i thought was a bit smug and self aware uh, to be yeah uh, yeah no. which was a little took us out of that world which which was where it was very obvious that urban uh, writers and directors are writing it to address urban uh, watchers and you know it felt like that exoticization thing that it fell prey to for that precise moment yeah uh, yeah so So yeah, I mean, anything else? Uh, there's no. I think that's pretty yeah. much uh, pretty much it. Um... Yeah. So I I think uh, that was a very fulfilling discussion. I'm glad we discussed it. I got a lot out of my system as well. Um, I'll make me look back on the film also in certain different ways, and I'll probably rewatch it at the end of the year. Maybe not so soon. Um, I'm and yeah, and as usual, we will. <clears throat> be back soon uh, probably next week later uh, after the two big independence day releases um, which is amir khan's uh, amir khan's film and akshay kumar film um, uh, lal singh chadda and raksha bandhan so yeah we will be back uh, hopefully soon discussing those films and thanks for listening if you have any if you have anything about darlings itself feel free to directly write to us on twitter uh you can find us on twitter at you know um uday and at uh, real reptile and you can reach out to us at on any platform and we'd be happy to discuss this film a little more uh as well and uh, any suggestions do write into us and thanks for listening and thanks for there for uh joining me this time